You are listening to Ayahuasca Talks, and I am your host, Rebecca Hayden. Journeying within can be a powerful way to begin or continue to heal and grow. If you'd like to explore opportunities to do this with hypnosis, please email me at rebecca.hayden at gmail.com to arrange a free consultation. Or if you're considering microdosing with the ayahuasca vine, please visit ayahuascamicrodosing.com and use the coupon code TALKS to receive a 10% discount on your order. Welcome to another edition of Ayahuasca Talks. Today we have Luke Van Puglia with us, and Luke is the CEO of Psychedelic Insights and Marketing Director of Fresh Mushrooms. Welcome, Luke. Hi, Rebecca. Thank you. So nice to get a chance to chat with you officially today. We've had a couple of uh, informal chats, and now uh, now it's time to share this great stuff with the world. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it, absolutely. Um, one of the things that has come up for us a couple of times in our discussions is, is conflict and us addressing conflict, and this is something that comes up with the medicines, and um, I know that you have had work with um, the military and also with helping people who have experienced that and come through it well with with mushrooms and with medicines and your own ayahuasca experiences. So maybe you can start the conversation off with that. Oh, yes. Uh... Well, at first, I think there are many different levels of conflict. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and, and probably all arise from uh, from an eternal conflict to start with. Uh, I'm a veteran. I, I, I When I was young, I spent uh, four years in the Royal Dutch uh, Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, then you're pretty much trained for conflict, you know, to be the uh, pointy knife of a government that, that has lost uh, the, the diplomacy. Yeah. That's interesting in and of itself, isn't it? Like, where yeah. did diplomacy go? And and I often think about when I think about this this issue of how countries behave toward one another. There is that reflection of, of where we're at with one another. And we're teaching kids competitiveness and who's better than who at what. We're not really teaching a lot of cooperative values, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's a disinterpretation of Darwin's survival of the fittest. It's the survival of the the most uh, lucky and the most flexible. The most flexible, at least in parts of the brain where you think in concepts or conflicts, (laughs) that is where the neuroplasticity has gone and where the flexibility has uh, has lost. But I think in general, on a more personal level, I think conflict arises from a lack of understanding or willingness to understand. So it's about communication and, and, and then and ultimately empathy because everyone wants to stand for their own, you know, so it's, it's a tribal thinking. Mm-hmm. There's a distrust, uh, maybe because we, we, we see evil in ourselves and then, then you have a reason to distrust others. So ultimately, all, everything always leads down to the inner peace, you know, that, uh, that people have or voters have or, or lack of it in leaders. Mm -hmm. it's always pointing to the enemy at the gates and then you get all the people aroused and come together for the common common enemy and this has been something throughout the ages on an individual level obviously consciousness can help with with inner peace from plant medicine to to meditation 
I think ultimately we want to find peace with with our mm-hmm. past or or with our future or or with our neighbors or with our loved ones. Uh, this is price in anything we do. That's why we work. That's why we have a house. That's why we have a a partner. Or you know, it's it's mostly about 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 sense of safety. Right. So there's that fear element. Yeah, I think it's all fear driven. Yeah. So sometimes when we witness or experience aggression, we forget that there is an underlying fear there. And I think if we remember that and approach it with that understanding and knowing that we all understand what it's like to be fearful, that that really could could change things too. Yeah, because aggression is really meant to impose fear, you know, but where does that stem from? It stems from fear itself. Otherwise you'd be greeted, you know? If there is no fear, there is no aggression. Right. The lesson I get over and over again, sometimes I get these kind of scenarios that are downloads that are lessons in and of themselves. And the one about this that comes, visually anyway, is is this dog, like a dog that's been mistreated from an early age is going to be growling and distrustful. But you know that that all animals have that capacity to be loving and faithful and sweet and, you know, all of those things. And the same is true of all of us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I, uh, I'm 52 now. So you know, I was born in 69, grew up in the 70s and 80s. Yeah, and it uh, was a, uh, you know, it was it was uh, thought of to be, you know, it was good to be competitive. We compete mm-hmm. in sports and, uh, and, and in business you have to be competitive. And uh, yeah, now I'm running my own business. All I want to do is collaborate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and I don't see competitors as competitors. It's just, you know, different companies, uh, you know, working on the same mission and doing things slightly different and there can be uh, a lot of colors under the, under the same rainbow. So yes. it's, it's, a, it's a method of, 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 of seeing the world. It's a perspective, you know, and I, I don't think it needs to be in some vertical linear way that you are better than others or faster or whatever. I think mm-hmm. everyone is uniquely different, you know, from, from mm-hmm. to, to tribes, to, to individuals and, uh, or to families, you know. Yes. And, and yeah, and also in my work, you know, I've, I've guide, guided uh, hundreds of clients in the high dose psychedelic experiences, and everyone is so uniquely different. <laughs> yeah. And, and this is just makes life so incredibly interesting. And at the yes. same time, you know, we, we, all of us are really not uh, bred or, or educated in a way that we are taught to navigate our emotions, not in school, not anywhere. We're not learned learning how to have relationships, not in a business way, not in a personal way, not in a family way. So there are Mm -hmm. so many conflicts and we really lack the skills or even more importantly, even the vocabulary to de, de, uh, how do you call it? Uh, (laughs) Escalate, you know, certain, certain, uh, arguments even you know so so it's a whole whole new thinking to 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 not have the need to to lash out or to to intimidate or to inquire you know and to to ask questions and to understand where that's coming from like yeah. i think that this is 
you know, once I engaged in shamanism and, and with plant medicines and psychedelics, I realized that my education has just begun, actually. <laughs> you know, now this is it. Like, I mean, institutional education for me, there was just something huge missing and I didn't get the point. And I was like, oh my God, I just, is this really what learning is? And it wasn't what I, I was looking for. And then when I found medicines, I realized, wow, this is it. And it's gonna change everything because yeah, you're right. Like when we're, we're, it's not built into our educational system to understand who we are and what we're about as individuals, you know, and it never comes up. And this is like the essential thing for our experience here on earth. We experience it through this personality of who, you know, our identity, all of these things, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's why medicines seem so miraculous to us, these psychedelics, because they, they, you know, they introduce us to our psyche, <laughs> and, and yeah. which explains a lot about our experience, right? Yeah, yeah, or or even the the, the divine, you know. And then there's no argument arguing there, you know. That, right. Then that's that's beyond arguments, you know, or it's even cute. definitions. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah, all 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 those debates go out the window, and you go, yeah. oh, you're just like there, and you know, and it's like. Okay, I don't even need to like talk about this. Is it or isn't it? I've experienced it, so I do know and move on. What do I do with that? Right? Yeah, well, that's why you carry, I think, peace in your heart. You know, it's, uh, I think it's a relatively tangible way for Westerners now to have a psychedelic experience and to attain a level of consciousness that provides so much bliss and peace that is beyond. Comprehension, mm -hmm. uh, so you can never unsee that light, and I uh, think carrying that in your heart, I think, yeah, makes makes this whole psychedelic community also, yeah, a peaceful, understanding community. We all understand the do's and don'ts in life. I think a little better, you know, if you mm -hmm. understand that that a lot of it is fear driven, and there's a lot of aspects to it, and uh, and what 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 people mean when you when you talk about healing. You know, a lot of people say, well, I don't need that type, type of thing. You know, I'm perfect yes. as I am. And people are. Uh, but if you want to explore the life uh, uh, or the internal life, if you want to phrase it like that, yes, it's something that, uh, that sacred books are written on. So, you know, this is something that uh, is so inherent to the potential of the human experience that, uh, yeah, they are called sacred medicines uh, for a reason. Yeah, I mean, I think that what they're helping us to do is start to define what wellness actually means. And this has come up a lot for me lately because of my last ayahuasca experience. It's like we're far too much focused on wellness as it is, is related to sickness. So this begs the question like okay so if a person is actually you know physically functioning well does that mean that they are well and i it's introducing us to a whole new idea of what wellness really means and it goes much deeper than the physical in fact yeah, yeah. like some of these master medicines there they have described to me that what we consider to be illness these physical illnesses are actually just symptoms of this deeper problem of us not being able to get along with ourselves and others. That's why it is called dis-ease. 
Yes, we are not at ease with ourselves and with one yes. another. Yes, and the rest is just a reflection of that, you know, but it's not in a, in a medical paradigm. And of mm -hmm. course, there's a lot of mechanics going on in our bodies, uh, but there's even more energy going on in our bodies, you know, all neurons are electrical. So obviously, um, yeah, there's a lot to learn, you know, even when you listen to Bruce Lipton and his epigenetics, and if the word psychedelic already meet mind manifesting, uh, it's interesting to, to, to see what role consciousness has to play because science has an easy cop out and it's called the placebo effect, but it's actually mm -hmm. positive thinking. Mm -hmm. It's actually positive thinking. It's a higher expectation, you know, mm -hmm. so when you already manifest a higher wellness through a, a fooled a positive thinking. And, yes. Uh, so this leads into something we were discussing earlier, and actually it touches on hypnosis, which is the tool that I use to help people journey after they've experienced psychedelics and want to keep that going and learn how to do it themselves and just, you know, delve within and start to change that thinking, start to change those beliefs, you know, and do it consciously, which is beautiful. Um, but it also moves into this area of what we choose to focus on. And if we're spending a lot of time focusing on media that is feeding those fears and all of those things that lead to those aggressions and that divide, right? Yeah. I mean, this is something we have to consider is, is what we're doing to ourselves and how that impacts one another. Because there is, you know, we're seeing a lot of divide and conflict come up a lot these days. These are really challenging times for so many people. And it's an opportunity for us to see, okay, so where is this coming from? And do we want to be this way? And do we want to live in this way? And it's not about, you know, the surface stuff as much as we think. It's more about really being faced with that choice that we make every day. What do we delve into on a daily basis? What do we invest in? Do we invest in fear? Do we invest in uh, our own solutions? Do we invest in dependency? On, on those mechanisms that we don't trust, um, you know? I mean, where are we at really personally? And it is this outer reflection of this inner stuff that I think ultimately these psychedelics and, and plant medicines help us face. Yeah, yeah, I, I think they do. I mean, it's, you know, you, you see a lot of these memes floating around, you know, that politicians uh, should only be allowed in office after doing an ayahuasca session or two. <laughs> <laughs> but you know again like this really depends on on each individual who they are that whole journey yeah. is very sacred to impose that to the impose it, but but uh, you no. but it's but it's but it's nice to, to, to have a laugh at it because what it is lacking is a seat at the table for for consciousness mm -hmm. and, well and you know this is this is what's coming up now, right? I mean, this is we're exploring it. I see so many discussions about psychedelics from a clinical standpoint, right? And they're all going, okay, let's eliminate the hallucinations. So they're treating it like a drug. And it's like this is an opportunity for them to start to discover how all of those all of those unpredictable aspects right. of this approach to healing is going to reveal so much about us all the messy unpredictable uncontrollable <laughs> beautiful yeah. uniqueness yeah. that obviously is it's, it's, obviously it's never going to work you know it's not a mechanical brain it's an energetic <laughs> brain you know it's electrical and um what uh, i don't think anyone who has ever 
Verdona psychedelic will will propagate this 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 idea, and it is also just an attempt, you know, in in the old infrastructure, to to, to you know to to uh, to jump into this bandwagon on this big promise of psychedelics. Uh, by those maybe who who don't understand it very well, or you know, in my very modest, unscientific view, <laughs> but uh, uh, but yeah, so there are many different colors under the rainbow you know what's the landscape going to look like when it's legalized but you have to get it through a doctor but there's 40 patents of uh, different psilocybin and dmt medicines out there you know so would you want to have a natural thing or do you want something where they just broke off the leg of a molecule and they patented it and it still works you know it's 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 uh, nature heals you know and, mm -hmm. and and being more removed from nature uh is a condition we don't really thrive well in you know so if you bring if you, if you take that home uh ultimately it is again you know about about inner peace and and it's it's also the culture that we live in that can be uh, a danger to it eh? so the more tribal well, or the more separate you feel uh, the more conflict that uh, will be uh, nurtured yeah, I think that, you know, everybody's just going to find their way. I mean, this is another aspect of growth that, you know, it can be also, you know, messy and <laughs> uncomfortable and people yeah. are going to do it in their own ways. And there's going to be all these factions, you know, like even with plant medicines, doing it out of this ceremonial context is controversial to them. And there's and then there's people doing it on their own and then there's everything in between and then there's the clinical and and I, I think that what I would like to see, even though I accept where we're at, because it's just the natural part of growth, but, you know, it's people coming out of that faction type thinking and just sharing ideas openly, you know, without judgment. And, and I think that, you know, once we start to do that more and more and more, people are going to naturally move toward what's what really works for them best and what really deeply resonates, you know. And ultimately, we'll get there, I think. But you said the word judgment, and that's exactly uh, the danger. Uh, having a judgment is really a fear that you don't want to see come true. And within that uh, defense mechanism, you know, uh, it's not the best perspective uh, to build bridges. Yeah, it's so dangerous. It's so dangerous because, you know, from a shamanic perspective, it's like sending out a prayer. I yeah, want exactly, this and it's like starting on the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Secretly, I want, I want this to happen. In fact, so here's an interesting part of getting entrenched so much in these positions is that that becomes the battle. Those become the battle lines, and then you know it's almost like I dare you to contradict that, and you become, you know, it, it's possible, and I know this personally to become so entrenched that it's like now even if someone comes up with a solution. I'm so committed to this position. It's going to be really hard to remove me from it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't want the solution because it's going to prove yeah. me wrong. You know. Yeah. In the end, you know, uh, like Alan Watts says, it's it's just a happening. You know, but yeah. we as uh, as uh, as as ego driven humans. We, we must have an opinion about things, you know. <laughs> we 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 need to be validated, uh, but ultimately, yeah, it, everything is just a happening until we're attached, you know, and and we are yeah. attached, 
it's the nature of our suffering. You know, um, I think that the way that that I see us sometimes through the through the view of these wise medicine voices <laughs> that I connect with so often is like, we're all just like these children on this playground and you see them fighting and you see them, all their antics and it's kind of funny, you know, and cute. And even though it's so terribly serious to all of them, uh, in the end, it, it is really us just growing and learning how to be by all of these things, you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely right. Uh, and, and this playground is 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 our planet. And and yes. uh, this is this is what I say to to a lot of my clients. You're a window of consciousness, you know, on, on a green planet. You know, it's like a garden of Eden in a vast dead universe. You know, but mm -hmm. you are a window of consciousness. You you are self-aware. You know, it's just it's just a shift in in scale. Uh, you know, if you zoom out uh, to to it's a different if you think you have problems, uh, but but you also have a lot of opportunity. Mm -hmm. This 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 time is limited, and we're all shocked when we when we hear that we have a disease and, and we might uh, risk dying. But you know, life is a deadly disease. We're all going <laughs> to go, and the question is, do we do we have peace in our hearts? You know, to 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 actually contemplate this miracle of life and the miracle of, of love. And, and and to experience higher consciousness instead of doing what we've done for ages, uh, you know, be in conflict uh, subconsciously with ourselves and, and, and then ultimately with the rest of the world. It's just something that is such, yeah. you know, of such richness that uh, we can be grateful for it. You, you mentioned this zooming in and out, and that's what I feel that plant medicines and psychedelics help us do. And that's what is helping us move forward is zooming out every now and then and going, oh, right, you know, and you see the bigger picture and then, you know, going back in and going, okay, I'm going to try to apply that bigger picture <laughs> and yeah. live differently. And, you know, that's all we can do is just keep trying and using the various tools. Oh, my God, the multitude of tools out there to help us do that. And now we're looking for them instead of continuing to focus on all the problems. Now we're seeing we've got this window into, oh, wow, it could be so different. Let's find ways of making that happen, which is beautiful because our focus shifts. Right. And that's yeah, magic. I think so, yeah, yeah, that is magic. And I, I, but I think sometimes looking at things differently can change a lot. You know, like everyone lives in their own uh, neurological prison for one. You know, so this the shape of your neurology is, is is shaped according to the level of safety that you perceive as a child. So everyone has a different narrative. Everyone lives in a different prison based on concepts, on a worldview, mm -hmm. an idea of self, uh, how safe the world is uh, is out there, and how you can or should respond to that. You know, this is different for everyone. Yeah, and it's not something that that is in our education. It's it's sometimes in our culture and our religion. But on an individual journey, you know, of obviously many doubt, uh, you know, the exact interpretations of religious leaders, you know. So it's super interesting if you can explore this for yourself and uh, in this context, I think. Sure, because, you know, what it starts to take on when it's at that level 
is all of those mechanisms and in, in, in constructs, right? So when we break that down and we take it to the individual level, that's where yeah. we start to tap into more power and our own unique understanding of ourselves, which is superior to anybody else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It really is. We do, yeah. yeah, we do kind of get it. We know, I mean, all these medicines are doing is helping us delve into that place where yeah. we do know. Yeah, and it's also about... Uh... I, I use the word fear a lot, but it, it knows many other words and, you know, it's like inhibitions or foot on the brake or, you know, uh, feeling anxious about things or topics or actions or people, all these, all these things that, that really motivate us uh, where it's fear driven and not, yes. not a lot uh, comes out of it. And it's very divisive and, and, uh, I think everything that unites people generally is something that is more positive and anything that divides people is, is generally more negative. And we all have so much more in common than, than that we differ, obviously, you know, but it's so super scary to, uh, to point that out, you know, because uh, <laughs> you have to change your worldview and this is, this is the devil, you know, so we're all clinging on to the devil. We know. Right. You know? Actually that segues so beautifully into what I was going to say because so many world events grab our attention and then we, we scurry back to that fearful place. And it, and it can come in many forms, as you say, you know, I mean, a lot of people are, are heartbroken over it. Um, I have experienced these kinds of things many times over and, and just keep learning to do it differently. But um, I remember a few years back when there was all this tumult and uh, People were being abused just because of their their origins, their culture. And it was drawing me back into an old way of being. And I recognized that right away, but I genuinely felt it. And so, of course, I reached out into my mind and asked. I asked this, this wise voice that's been with me ever since my first retreat with ayahuasca and just said well, what can i do about this because once you're heartbroken over it, the way that people are behaving there is that divide suddenly there are the bad ones right <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. and then it goes from there and even though there's so many people uh that that want to do good in this world it's like i'm against those people that's what it becomes and i could feel that happening and i did not want that to happen so yeah. So I asked, I was asked to write this down in response, and I'm going to read what, what was given to me as a response to me starting to feel those uncomfortable, oh my God, those guys are doing that, and it's horrible. And here's Ayahuasca's response. The beast within you knows that outer beast. They are friends. They work together to stage battles that we attend. If we were to change the rules and no longer allow these beasts an arena in which to hold these battles, the audience would leave and the show would be over. No more spectacle to engage in. Our beast, the beast within us, answers the battle call always in the name of peace. If we vanquish the beast within, we will have fought our last battle when you hear the call to battle, seek out that beast within that responds. This beast needs your love and attention. It's the only way to end the battles. 
these battle cries and responses are symptoms of a deeper problem that we're not addressing. We never will address these deep, this deeper problem if we allow these battles to continue. We have proven this time and again. Yes, beautiful. So yeah. <laughs> yes, if, uh, if we learn one thing from history is that we learn nothing from history. <laughs> so, these, these beasts are still at it but but these beasts are also our own responses are our response abilities if yes. our abilities to respond are differently then we don't need to respond as we did before or like other yes you know so this suggests that it really is within our capacities to change this. We just have to do it within. We can't be fooled by all this external yeah. stuff. We have to be aware of what's happening inside of us and address it there. Yeah. And not participate yes. in all that external stuff. Yeah, I mean, this is all about uh, our ego responses to external uh, stimuli. And I keep myself clean in this way. So I divide emotions between love and, and fear. And everything negative is is a, is a leaf on the tree of fear. Anything mm -hmm. positive is, is a leaf on the tree of love. So anytime I think something negative or, or tend to say or say something negative, and I have a moment, I, I think, okay, Luke, what's going on there, boy? <laughs> what uh, what what is uh, what uh, what are you afraid of? What don't you want to see happen? Well, why you got? Why do you have your foot on the brakes? And then, and then, you know, I try to peel it back and, <clears throat> and be honest and and, uh, and transparent about it. And, and then I recognize what what I don't want to see true sometimes, you know. And then uh, it is not always reality or stimuli don't always need to uh, trigger a reaction, you know. And and I know that I that I'm also conditioned to react at things, you know. And I think mm -hmm. with with many. Soon that we need to act somehow, but I think sometimes courage or or strength is not 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 reacting. Yes. You know, and I, that's why you know silence is golden. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it's the hardest to attain. Well, I mean, even being aware <clears throat> is a good you know place to begin and continue because we'll we'll you know we are in this world, we are in and around these things that provoke responses. And they are opportunities for us to, to go within and to change our responses. So yeah. I think those provocations are actually, they were a huge part of my, my own healing journey. And I think our greater evolution really. And so the greater the provocation, <laughs> the more opportunities that lie within that right well then we have all the opportunity in the world but but i think they the, the, the are best learned you know not the through two two countries you know no uh, afghanistan and and the americans are leaving now you know and uh, it can provoke a lot of dialogue about uh about what that did but it, i think the more important thing is that we learn to communicate in a more peaceful way amongst ourselves or even our inner voice. Sure. Oh, yeah. Whatever the world is around us. It is based on that inner world, you know. So I think our reality is also based on our collective consciousness. Sure. 
Yeah. And yeah. and that's that's why we are changing the world by just delving within and exploring that and starting to come to peace with that, understanding it, healing it, yeah. doing it yeah. intentionally, you know, facing yeah. it. This is the feminine strength. You go inward and you you, you it's 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 better that if you are a beautiful example of what plant medicines can do or or just being at peace in your heart, you will inspire more people than you could coerce with with, with force. Yes. This inviting and this this uh, uh, seducing of <laughs> human and appealing to your curiosity and all these uh, uh, beautiful emotions always works better than than if you uh, do something with force. You know. So this. I think it's a whole shift in our current age that is that is moving in the direction. Yeah, I mean, there's so many promising things happening when you think about it. We're discovering the nature of shame, that it's not a great thing. And there are many people that are for many causes and they find themselves very attached to the idea of shaming others. And it does not, in, it does the opposite of invite. It it closes the door in many cases where opening the door could actually really move things forward. So it's yeah. what I explained earlier, this entrenched in a position where no, it can't be right. You know, I'm so devoted yeah. to it being wrong and I need everybody to agree that it's wrong. You know, it's like, well, how about we look for solutions? And it's like, no, I'm too busy saying how wrong this is and you're wrong for not being where I'm yeah, at. I always say, what are you afraid of? You know, what are you afraid of? You know, if you're against, you know, like in Holland now, there was this girl that was beat up by boys because she refused to say if she were was a boy or a girl, you know, mm -hmm. and, and obviously it triggers a lot of anger, you know, and sure. these boys are obviously all, you know, 13, 14, 15, you know, one big identity crisis in a very confusing world you know yes. this, this very horrific violence you know it just stems from insecurity you know yes these boys also need to just be held and say that yes thing that you feel is just okay it's going to mm -hmm. be okay and you're okay not that we're together and everyone is different we're going to punch up and we're going to ridicule and we're going to shame and blame you know that that doesn't make you any better Mm -hmm. You know, you're, the, you know, the one with the biggest heart wins. <laughs> you know? Let's yeah. just start yeah. there with, yeah. let's lash back. And it's like, oh, great. Now we're all in it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is it. Eh? This is, this is how it's done, you know? Yes. This is, uh, this is how big conflicts all start, you know? So yeah. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, stuff is happening in the shadows that, that drag us into conflict. Yes, and it's it's always that uh, let's unite. There's an enemy at the gates. It's it's been it's been like that forever. So that's yeah. provoking that response in us. So we have the opportunity to go inside and say, okay, what is it in me that wants to join that club? And let's change that because we have learned and we're continuing to learn that this is just not working and it doesn't make us feel good. You know, I think the the idea is very universally. Um, appealing of just finding ourselves okay with where we're at and moving forward from there. In other words, just what you suggested with these boys that are obviously, you know, in such a bad state that they're reacting so violently. It's like, okay, let's start there. Let's start where you're at and understand why, you know, 
and and that's that's a loving you know accepting response and i don't know do you think there's anybody in their lives that are doing that you know yeah i mean society is just very ill you know i think like uh it's not it's very recent you know you have the me too uh movement imagine you know the damage that was caused by all those damaged guys mostly yes i'm assuming you know so they probably feel more powerful in groups you know they probably Mm -hmm. all like to uh, blame and shame and 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 marginalize others so how would you heal that you know that is something that that how do you bring across to 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 someone that that is in that state that you are lovable and that you're good enough and that you don't need to manipulate anything or force anything you know this is exactly the the diametrical opposite of of Mm -hmm. feminine energy you know it's, it's real brutal yeah and it's not about others and whatever you're reacting to out there it's not about that and that's why the psychedelics are so magical because they take us within where all the power really resides And, and that's another thing is that i think people are reacting to their fear of not being powerful and there's also the fear of power like we talk about this a lot in the work that i do it's like let's at least examine that honestly because when you do you find that so many people associate the idea of power with corruption and with force and with all of these negative things so they're never going to want to identify themselves with being powerful if they really believe all of these things so it takes time for us to disentangle all of that as it did with me with the medicines working with me they showed me how entangled those ideas were and once we started to untangle them i realized that so many attitudes and ideas about others in the world and all the rest of it was caught up in this misunderstanding and this and these um these attitudes that i had towards power because they started to talk about my power how i was using it you know how powerful we all are really. And when we start to realize how we're using our power uh, negatively, we can start to use it positively and, you know, and, and, and stop the stories about everybody else and really just kind of like get to that, the heart of the matter, you know, yeah, shine your own lights. Yeah. Yeah. And being okay with being yeah. powerful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah or, or powerless. As long as you have inner peace, you know, then there is no problem. But that's power, right? We're using our power in one way or the other. Less is more. Yeah, true, true, true. Yeah, but you know, it's the same. Like a philosophy can really help, you know. But this, this is just not, not, not just words. You know, it can be an experience, and this is something that psychedelics, I think, brought me. You know, my last ex- big experience was about a month or two ago. So I had a, a book file experience. Yeah, I mean, just the idea, you know, if you look around in society, uh, you know, if we are all our, our, our own incarnation simultaneously, and it's true what the Urubus told us, that, that, that we are all one, mm-hmm. you know, we're just different light bulbs with the same, you know, with the same electricity, you know, but, but, but with a different narrative and a different DNA and a different biological uh, story. Mm-hmm. And then the world would be treated uh, quite differently, quite seen quite differently. You know, if we would all be able to see ourselves in others, we'd all reach out our hands, you know. But now, yeah. you know, we like to step on others. Just our <laughs> bruised ego can feel a little bit better. You know, this is a very brutal reflex that, that has not been untaught yet. 
Yes, and we think we're solving the problem by eliminating or pushing back that you know, person that represents that problem and then it just shows up in a different form. Sickness is like that too sometimes when we don't really address the underlying cause. Yeah, this is very interesting, I think, yeah. And I think also psychedelics play a big role uh, there because I have the expectation that that, uh, that mental health in relation to uh, the medicalization of psychedelics is just the tip of the iceberg. Because as you said, the word dis-ease, you know, it starts, quote unquote, between your ears, you know, or, or metaphorically, maybe in your heart. Then if that, if you have more peace or more balance, you know, I think our, our relationship to the planet would be different. Our relationship to how we nourish ourselves would be different. How, how, what we consume also in the media would, would be different. What we yes. aspire politically would be different. How we deal with other countries or immigrants or people in need would be different. How we would treat the sick would be different. How we would allocate budgets would be different. You know, so this this ripple effect, you know, has a long way to go. But uh, sure. it is it it's always starts as a as a personal journey. I think. Yes, it's underway. You know, just yeah. recognizing that for now is enough, really. And then, and then the power of what we can do internally. That's where we've got to start. I mean, we always seem to be wanting to work from the outside in, and it just it's not like that. <laughs> you can do nice things, but all the rest of it. it's like a top down you know, company or government or all the rest of it, you know, there's, there's problems with that approach, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an I think, inside I job. Think it's, yes, it's an, definitely an inside job. And yes, I think deep surrender, I think, is, is, is something that is really, really powerful, you know, deep surrender. Absolutely. Because we all want to save the world or, or be protected or do this and be that. But ultimately, what do we really, really know? You know, mm -hmm. can we just surrender to this overly complex world that we cannot control? Yeah, and I mean, we don't want others to control us. So let's start at being okay with where we're at and starting to address our own stuff, which reflects outward. I remember one time this writing that I did about the beast. This is something that I used to do a lot. And I, I am still, but it's more like in the form of a book, but my mother asked me to do it once. She had this problem on going with this group. She was involved in this woman, this conflict, and like, what do I do about it? And so she asked me, so ask, and, and I did, and I wrote it down. And it turns out that the response came in, you created this person to address your fear of doing whatever. So it's interesting how the response came as an introduction to that idea of these manifestations of our own inner turmoil or difficulties or conflicts, you know, and it, it was so well kind of, it's so clearly communicated, like you created this opportunity <laughs> for yeah, you to work yeah, this yeah. out or not, yeah. right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In the form of this yeah. person that's really bothering you. <laughs> yeah, I can get. I, I I totally feel the level of that uh, that kind of type of message, having done you know my share of psychedelics. But I think yeah. the difficulty is trying to convey that to to a person that hasn't, you know, that, and and to share with with others that are not overly open to you know or still suffering some stigma. 
what the the level of depth is that that these medicines can let us feel you know it's yes. really so that is almost literally uh, out of this world yeah it is amazing and and some people will be open to it and some people not and that's okay this is the variety <laughs> But, you know, my mom was very, I think that it just surprised her. And and I think, of course, that's natural, right? Because it takes yeah. time to really take that in, understand yeah. what it means. It doesn't always mean we're always ready to work that out with that particular opportunity. Yeah. I usually understand that if I don't, it's going to come in another form, in another way. And and that's okay, you know, and I'll do that. And there will come a time when that won't happen anymore. And it'll, I'll move on to something else, right? Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, if you, it's interesting to think, did we pick this life? You know, mm -hmm. this? it's it's super interesting to contemplate these things. You know, because sure. yeah, so many people are suffering, and not everyone has got the same uh, deck of cards, hand of cards at the beginning of the game. But at one mm -hmm. point, you know, we all learn to need to learn to drive this car. It's mm -hmm. probably best uh, done in the back seat with the window open. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. I love that one. Yeah. I mean, it, it's true. Like these resounding messages at surrender and love and non-judgment and, and, and not participating in all this conflict, but learning from it and really keep returning to ourselves. I mean, this is over and over and over and over again, right? And I think that once we start to get the rhythm of it, and we start to really engage more in, in cultivating that inner love, inner peace, inner acceptance, and all of that stuff, then we start to have a different experience. You know, I think we earn that right, eventually. Yeah, it, it takes a lot of, uh, I think, internal balance to not be triggered by, uh, you know, highly uh, uh, seductive stimuli, you know, in... in in political or now COVID type uh, dialogues that are going on, and, and you know that that really divide people. Mm -hmm. And this uh, is our opportunity, right? This is our challenge and our opportunity to go. Okay, you know where do we really stand? And what I mean by that is not on this subject or anything. It's internally, right? It's asking us to come to that place we absolutely need to to really genuinely be at peace. Yeah, but if we all, yeah, exactly, and to be at peace. But everyone that is watching the TV has to focus on, on the problem. And, and the focus is the only thing that we have. If we would all yeah. go inside for just 15 minutes a day, and the world will be a different place tomorrow. Because there's so much fear-based, you know, uh, uh, bite-sized, in-between ads, uh, sensationalized... Uh, <laughs> you know, war stories, you know, uh, enemy at the gate stories, another threat. Uh, you know, the herd keeps uh, being, um, uh, you know, easily, easily uh, uh, managed. And yeah, I think as soon as you, as you stop consuming, you know, uh, a lot of these uh, stories really, uh, you go oh, yeah. for what is really important. The really, the, you know, in my world is the hula hoop around me. You know, it's not mm -hmm. much bigger than that. Everybody has to make these decisions for themselves, though, right? Like, yeah. I can appreciate yeah. how that feels, you know, and I think that that is the challenge, right? For many of us, it's seeing that happening 
and responding like we're suggesting that we respond to those boys saying, okay, that's where they're at right now. And me deciding for all of them where they should be at is also this imposing control thing that I don't like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. My, my intention setting with my first ayahuasca uh, experience was, uh, was about losing the fear of losing control. Yeah, this is a big one for a lot of us, for sure. Yeah, it's a big one. I think it's the it's after after years. I think uh, I think it's it's the same that the the same attachment that causes suffering ultimately. There is no control, you know. Yeah, we're all, uh, we're all in the tumble dryer. How do you call it? You know. So, and uh, well, there's and response that, instead. Yeah, that's 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 exactly. We have the ability to respond. That's exactly our responsibility. How do we do yeah. that? And is it in our power to have influence on how we respond? And that's where, where the focus comes in. Is this a con contemplation? Yeah, and this comes back to this this relationship with power too. So um, I was speaking with someone close to me who's very concerned and understandably about everything that's going on. And it's like, and you know, this power that they are focusing on of these, you know, what he sees as very powerful people. And it's like, okay, and so that's where the power lies for you. And he's like, yeah, but then there's all these people that are buying into it and doing okay, now, and the masses and how they are. And it's like, okay, now the power, now it lies with them. When is it gonna lie with you? And that's where we can begin because we can't begin out there. Do you start with yourself? <laughs> yes. And this is something also that the psychedelics showed me is that you have to be the best version that you can be, you know, on any day. And that, that can be, you know, a, a way worse person, you know, than maybe two days before. But, but sure. on every day, you should at least be conscious about the person that you can be more kind, uh, more empathic, more helpful, you know, or more vengeful or, 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 or more angry or, or more fearful. You know, we all we don't always have this in control because you know, we live on our own neurological prison. But but just being aware of it, and that there are ways out of this uh, out of this prison mm -hmm. uh, by being conscious or uh, and being aware, yes. and by having good examples because eh? we are all we are all our environment. Eh? So. Mm -hmm. This is where culture comes in. So you know, so so the 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 guy in the cave that just meditates, you know, he doesn't have a a lot of influence from others. You know, he's gonna find his own truth. But if we mm -hmm. are all, you know, in a in our own tribes, you know, then we tend to uh, uh, have our idea about ourselves uh, be influenced by being part of this tribe. You know. This is also mm -hmm. uh, my own story. You know, if you ask me now, why did I join the military? You know, I thought, wow, if I can join the Marines, you know, that would be quite something, you know, then uh, I can step into the real world. And, and, uh, and I thought, uh, you know, these are real, real men and it would be something great if I could belong there, you know, it's just a, a foolish child that, uh, that, that thinks in concepts, you know, not, not even aware you know of, of the of the implications of that type of work you know but uh, mm -hmm. it's just a sense of belonging uh, because there's no inner peace ultimately uh, but 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 you know if we're talking on our, on our spiritual journey 
It is also the Bhagavad Gita, you know, that talks about the warrior and the battle. And uh, ultimately, you know, it is uh, some. It's not always a choice, you know. Sometimes we we have to face it. And, yeah. Uh, and we all make our own bed, so we definitely have to sleep in it. And this is one of the hardest lessons that we are all our worst enemy. You know, the enemy is <laughs> always within. Yeah, back to the beast. <laughs> yeah, back, back to the beast. Exactly. <laughs> You know, because uh, we 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 limit ourselves. You know, uh, mm -hmm. obviously there are great movies out there that if you take a pill, then you can be limitless. Um, but but what if you don't need that pill? I've seen these changes take place with people, not just with psychedelics, but also through hypnosis, through them just discovering what they're capable of, what's going on inside, what they can discover, and how they can change it. It's miraculous seeing what people when they realize how powerful they are. <laughs> you know how that changes yeah. so much and it's so amazing and so going back to the focus and the approach and that aggressive approach all about us believing we're not powerful and that we have to change what's going on outside in order to to feel better when really that's why the medicines help so much they help us focus within and go ah this is where the action is <laughs> yeah you can be passionate about things that matter you know and uh, this is uh, this is what will change the world i think Sounds corny, of course, but uh, yeah, I also, one, one whole session of ayahuasca was just ayahuasca teaching me that love is always the answer, you know? <laughs> yes, oh yeah. I tried to find ex exemptions and oh, yeah. circumstances, but it, it taught me hard and well. <laughs> Very funny, yeah, I've had this too. Until it was in my <laughs> DNA, you know, and I will, it will never leave me, uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. A, it's a it's a different matter that if you can if you think about these things, you know, on a, on a mind level or or really at a heart level, you know, these are differences that can really affect reality. Yeah, so I think mm -hmm. no one would really, yeah, you would hope like to harm others. The reality mm -hmm. is, you know, that the whole world is suffering. But at, at a heart level, you know, I think you would not want to participate in anything that would actively hurt others you know you, mm -hmm. there's only a fear there you know why would you marginalize yeah it has to do with the fear of lack of power you know and, yes. and uh, the believing we're not powerful and yeah or the belief that we're, we're not not good enough you know or or, or or you know if you talk about why would people be racist you know would, would two children be racist of course not you know it's it's taught it's, it's taught to them. fear that others are better. Yeah. Why would you others be intimidated or hateful? Why, why would that be? You know, and uh, so it's just it's just a trap to to feed the monster. Mm -hmm. I see. Yeah. I remember seeing my son. You know, when he was in kindergarten and holding hands with his friends and just so joyous and being so loving and we look at that and all of us melt when we see that and it's just like okay can we actually start to try to live that way to return to that that we know is all within us because there it is you know yeah. <laughs> right in yeah. front of us yeah. and then the games begin you know but but we can return there we do with medicines they show us and yeah. and yes this message about love came through like you know even outside of the medicines i get these like deafening messages at times and that last one was yeah you know debating in my mind about all that's going on all this noise right and this message comes through just like you know this deafening thunder love is the only truth 
everything else is yeah, yeah. if you just replace god with love i think uh, i think millions of people would as soon as they understand that it's actually one and the same you know then uh, yeah you need you don't need the power structures you know Okay, this is a good way to end the show. So if you would like to just provide some information where people can get in touch with you, the services that you provide that they might want to get in touch with you for. Okay, thanks. Yeah, well, I'm the founder and a lead uh, facilitator at the psychedelicinsights.com. If you're interested, yeah, you can book a call with me and I'll just answer all your questions and explain what we do. Uh, what we do is we do the psychological guidance of uh, high-dose psychedelics specifically psilocybin truffles, in a, uh, in a legal, uh, safe setting in the Netherlands. And our clientele uh, yeah, consists mostly of, of people that come from abroad. And we have an international crew of uh, facilitators. They comprise of uh, neurologists, uh, psychologists, uh, spiritual care professionals, and others, all with their own personal journeys uh, to keep uh, our clients uh, safe and provide the uh, integration coaching afterwards. And this is uh, at the core of, uh, of what we do. Great. And so they can reach you at, at the website? Yeah, psychedelicinsights.com. And there you can book, uh, book a call with me for free and uh, you can schedule it as you like. Beautiful. And then, uh, yeah, so we also do some, uh, some uh, retreats. Uh, we have a retreat in uh, September and uh, we have one especially for medical and therapeutic professionals in early October. Uh, but I'm happy to uh, to provide all that info as soon as you uh, pop on the radar and uh, and shoot me a message. And I'm uh, happy uh, to uh, to address all, any and all questions. Wonderful! Thank you so much for joining me today, sharing your insights, and and joining me in this discussion. It was my pleasure, Rebecca. I enjoyed it immensely. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Ayahuasca Talks. Please visit RebeccaHayden.com for more ayahuasca integration content and for information about working with me and using hypnosis as an empowering integration tool.